Kyo, um, I heard that that uh, that sewage is very, very nutritious. Oh no, you have stomach poisoning, food poisoning. Well, uh, sounds like you're gonna have to miss a stream or t- a podcast or two. Uh, looks like it's a great time for Captain K. to me <laughs> hello good afternoon and good evening welcome to a lovely episode of the potosaurus i'm your host ken and with me we have timber taft it's timber taft and that's that's all kill is like honestly dying right now with his voice and i don't know where fangirl is <laughs> that's okay i understand kill how are you i'm doing all right uh i Pickled some onions a moment ago, and the whole place smells like vinegar, but otherwise... I was going to say, that sounds horrible. <laughs> Your house must smell like vinegar right now. It's it's intensely vinegar, but it's it's offset by the news that I have a PS5 waiting for me. So um, that's going to be exciting, finally. like, a, like finally, I don't know, a month someone, from now. Finally, someone that I could talk to about <laughs> PlayStation 5 stuff. Finally, that doesn't feel anger when I talk about it. I know you can finally rest at ease knowing that, like, I'll have experienced the games, and you don't have to like light me up for lambasting the AAA game industry again. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I like doing that to you. That's my. That's the whole reason I exist on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Timber, the AAAs are good. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Shut the fuck up and play. <laughs> play Returnal, goddammit. Actually play video games, Timber. Okay. One day I'll play video games. For now, I'll just talk about them like I know what I'm doing. Um, other than that, it's been a lot of... Um, it's been a lot of the same. I'm trying very hard. Like I'm enjoying Subnautica, but I've been playing that like nonstop on the streams, and I, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, all right... The end of it is here soon, right? I'm close, right? <laughs> and otherwise, I think the other game that I played is Journey of the Zumbinis, which was something that Tree Penguin had been re- recommending a lot, which uh, has been... Uh, that one's interesting. Uh, one of the randomly generated names for one of the Zumbinis was On Your Ho. Um, so you know the level of humor that uh, permeated the rest of that experience. It's like an old kids logic adventure game but um it's pretty well done like a lot of those were in the 90s um and it's honestly been more fun than it has any right to be so timber i expect a comprehensive review of subnautica that'll be like close to like an hour again pretty soon right i'm sitting here just like i so i have actually recorded all the footage so far so i feasibly could 
I'm just trying to like a lot of times when I make a new video, one of the things that I ask mm. myself at the end of a game is if I make a video about this, is it contributing something that needs to exist or that isn't already like done 15 times if i go and look up subnautica right now i think there's several people who have already done comprehensive takes on subnautica so i don't know if it would be but wise t- for me timber, to cover it but timber i don't subscribe to them i subscribe to you <laughs> that's fair and a lot of people have said that like that was my that was my old mindset years and years ago and i was like well you know i'm me the only person who's gonna make a, a video like me is me and that's true but also, I don't want to be the fifth person saying the same things over again, even if it is my own personal way of saying it. Um, I do want what I'm making to contribute something Stand to out. the conversation. Stand at least, crowd, yeah, so at least add there. something new, even if it is the same thing. Like, I did that with Majora, where it's like, I know that a billion people have done hot takes on Majora and did critical analyses and long videos, but no one focused on the things I focused on. So the key with Subnautica would be, well, if I talk about it, did I notice or enjoy aspects of the game that other people didn't you know did was i super was i super entrenched in the whole being sucked up into the aurora because i glitched through the floor was that like a unique perspective that only i had (laughs) or is that everybody's experience with the aurora that that entire sentence that you just said i have no idea what the hell that means (laughs) (laughs) uh that's just um there's a there's a the, the the ship you crash land onto the planet's surface with is called the Aurora. Its ruins are kind of just floating out there for you to eventually explore. But it's also really mm. buggy because it's one of the few places that is sort of half dry land. Um, and yeah, isn't my, that like the beginning level? Like, right? Kind of. Like, the thing with the Aurora is it is one of the first places you're logically going to go to. It is also, ironically, the second most dangerous place in the game so if you're gonna go to the aurora you're gonna like either over prepare or die basically yeah you're gonna have a rough time if you unprepare for it yeah Yeah, so i don't know i guess if you think of it in terms of levels the aurora is like level three because your level one is the the reefs then level two is kind of going into the kelp zone and and like sort of the red the red reef zone and then then the aurora is when that's when you start considering maybe i should go to the aurora now because i can't go that deep and i need things from over there i i might make a video on it i'm undecided and the only reason i'd hold off is i don't feel like sub-zero was as people weren't as into that so the interest in in subnautica kind of tapered off and my own backlog of games is huge and i already have an immense desire to make a video about Resident Evil Village on the table. Um, so, we'll see. But Timber, Timber, just because you got a PS5, now your backlog is, like, freaking enormous now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I don't know, maybe maybe I just need to, like, write 50 billion scripts and, and not, and just leave them in rough draft form and just, just hit record Timber. and shoot and I, make a I, video. I want to, I want... I want you to do a video when you when you play Persona Five in the year twenty twenty four. Because I, I have a good idea. You mean no, no? When you, when happen. I finish Persona Five in twenty twenty four, because it'll take me four <laughs> years of constant play. <laughs> when you finish Persona Five in twenty twenty four, I want you to make a video that says that Persona Five isn't the 
the greatest RPG of all time. <laughs> Hello. I have spent the past four years playing Persona 5. I do not like this game, and here's why. <laughs> My name is Timber Taft, and here's why. <laughs> My name is Timber Taft, and I have been in misery for four years. So when the trailer said, you, you are slave, you need emancipation, yes, I felt like I was a slave throughout this entire four years. I legitimately wonder what my psychic, my, my psychic state, my psyche would be like <laughs> if I deliberately sought out the worst JRPGs in the world and then played them knowing they were the worst <laughs> JRPGs in the world and that they are 100 hour long experiences. I was going to say, not to knock on Kill, but wasn't that Kill's entire thing <laughs> for a little while? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He was really into, uh, what was that, that, that bad really game? horrible uh, games. Yeah, Xenogears was it? Pretty well, terrible game, that one. <laughs> <laughs> or playing very, very difficult games, kind of like how you were with, um, what's... Dark what's Souls? What's that Ivalice game? <laughs> No, what's the oh, oh, game? Oh, um, yeah, that's uh, Vagrant Story. Vagrant Story. There we go. Which reminds me, I got my, I got my deposit down on the Vagrant Story <laughs> figures. Oh, nice. Yeah, it comes. You know, if, if them, you ever dual, decide dual to do set. a video about Vagrant Story, now you can just like, you know, take some nice Boca illuminated shots of of um. Oh, what the hell? what is the name ass guts he, his name's weird ash. yeah ash uh, he um i just mixed him up with berserk what the fuck uh he <laughs> uh yeah you could just like get some nice stills and be like so vagrant story is a great game and then never show the gameplay just like have a whole bunch of these beautiful shots it's a great of this game figure. because it's balls fucking hard <laughs> it's very difficult i watched a youtuber play it to completion, and here's my thoughts on the game. <laughs> hey, man, that's how that's how certain people play games. <laughs> uh, it's here's not even, my take on yeah. on a game that I haven't even played, but you know, I watch a playthrough of it. And I'll, I'll fully admit that at least some of my takes on this podcast are that, just because there are like some games we discuss where I'm like, well, I know this game parasocially. I haven't played it through, but I know what it's about. Um, you know, here, here, here's the cur- the person's name you're you're thinking of. It is Ashley Riot. You know that common name. <laughs> yes, yes, Ashley. Sorry, I did not mean to call him Ass Cheeks. That's a different character. Were you playing uh, the Triple X version? Too? Wait, actually, no. Wait, you actually you could name you could rename them, couldn't you? Wasn't you could rename Ashley. Ass cheeks, if you want. Ass to. cheeks. Did you name them? Ashley ass I don't think so. <laughs> You're playing them. <laughs> uh, I'm sure somebody played Final Fantasy VII that way. I mean, Kill played Final Fantasy VII by renaming Tifa Tiefs. So true. And now it's an emote. It's perfect. Oh man. Um. So yeah, those were those were the games I played. Um, what have you been up to? Well, I already have my PS4, so I can't say I bought another one. <laughs> um, but I finished playing through Judgment on PS5, so they had a re-release version. And since I want to get 
pretty much every edition of games that is done by the the RGG Studios, I I, I went to buy yeah. that one. And plus, I also think that like the other games in that series, if you continue playing the sequel version of that game, if you have a save file, they'll give you extra crap on your your the new game. So. Hmm. And I'll just tell you this much, like, you can tell the seeds were being sowed for what Yakuza 7 was supposed to be in Judgment, because Judgment has a lot of, I guess, friend AIs that come and fight with you, and if this was 7 originally, I'm pretty sure it would have been the same compared to what we got with the RPG style gaming. So, like, I could probably tell, like, oh, probably the the two girls that was in the game for seven probably wasn't gonna be as a fighter per se, but probably be in the background. While like the main characters that you would have got in seven would have been like, yeah, they would have been AI controlled buddy characters that would fight with you instead of being like an RPG style game. Mm. Granted, I do like the fact that they did turn it into RPG style game because that's the only way that, that that series can probably progress forward with. So yeah. it's very good that they did that. I look forward to getting all of this context once I'm in Yachtember and finally play uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. But it is, yeah. um, is, is this, it, does it kind of do similar things to like uh, what some of the spinoff games in Persona do? Like, Catherine, where you know the next Yakuza no, no, game, no, you no. might actually well, see I'm... some of the old Yak- Yakuza characters in in that universe. Or... So let, let's just say this much: um, because you're going to be a kind of a new person into this series, the city as a whole is its own character, and every sequel, you kind of see how the town changes with the times, so to speak. So, so that. Playing with the sequels of the games, you'll get to see how the town changes, despite factors in the story of what you did previous in the games. Okay, so is it evolving this kind of fictional existence of Tokyo around the Yakuza events, or is it more just like Tokyo is evolving because it's Uh, time is passing? Like uh, a little bit of both, because like for example, like there are parts that oh buildings got erased or changed into certain buildings because of what happened in the prior games. Gotcha. I do like, like that. I example, remember in- um, I used to play the the Jack series, and I actually, a lot of people complained about it, but I thought it was really cool going back from, like, Jack 2 to Jack 3, where all of a sudden it's like, yeah, the bar got blown up because the, the smuggler, uh, you know, died in a horrifying accident totally unrelated to you um so and then other parts are blown apart and cordoned off so i could see that being kind of a similar thing that they would do with kind of the evolution of the city in yakuza yeah hmm. so like for example there's a don quixote in all the prior games but because of story events that happened in seven that entire building is a totally different building now so it's very interesting to see how the town changed, so to speak. 
and then certain parts that was available prior because of a certain event that happened in a prior game the that area is in ruins so it's it's interesting like if you play the other game because i'm pretty sure they are doing a thing with with seven that they are going to do eight within the next year or two so when yachtember comes again in about two years times <laughs> yachtember will never end I... <laughs> well timber will never end but i think i will be joining you on this venture for yachtember i think because I unfortunately I got the the news that I won't be going back to October again. So <laughs> I oh, guess man. I'll uh, continue back with you on streaming yeah. and uh, do Yachtember Yacht with you. But I'll be playing. I'll probably do, be doing Judgment instead. Mm. At least because... it's positive news that you are going back at least. Because I know that that was kind of a concern yeah. for a while. But yeah, well I don't even know. Japan is like being Spooked. really dumb with certain, with certain things and because of how our lovely country is taking certain news <laughs> of certain things. Yeah. I don't know how everything is going to help. Well, so. I'll just keep making pickled onions and hopefully everything will pan out okay. <laughs> um, oh, I did finally get my unemployment checks. <laughs> Nice. After not getting paid for nearly a year. Oh my god. Yeah, I can't even imagine, but I'm glad that that finally came through for you. That's crazy. And then I had to pay my entire bills and had to see it go bye-bye, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and not, now I'm poor. Now I'm kind of poor again. <laughs> At least it's not in the red. It's not in the red. <laughs> yeah, that, that that's for sure. But besides Judgment, I've been playing a lot of... Mario Golf, honestly, the the new the new game for the Switch, oh. and I'm like, I picked up my Switch and I'm like, oh, th this thing. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. Um, I remember there was a lot of hype from us about it before its release, and then kind of tapered off. I saw Donkey cover it. Um, he got mad, <laughs> so that was well, all Donkey I needed to know. Donkey gets mad about a lot of things. He gets so mad I don't about really a lot of things. His... That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> he... I don't think it's worth the heart about about certain game reviews because he gets mad about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. He, he, when you when you have to cover like literally every video game, eventually you're like, yeah. Uh, you get real picky real fast. But you know, compared to tennis, like certain certain people that don't really play the Mario sports games and they only played the new games with this with this console with through the switch compared to tennis the go the golf is a little bit much more of a complete p package granted that's not really saying much because tennis was really horrible and how they did their dlc characters was really bad as well because you could only do it by doing the tournaments i remember having fun with the tennis game but i also remember thinking man didn't i play this on the n64 like did they actually change anything about this game or series since 20 years ago well then then again it's like the same thing with how we're, we're gonna get to pretty much with with our questions here is that that entire sport never really changed <laughs> are you telling me that tennis has not evolved as a game in hundreds of years ken yes 
Uh, I mean, you can be kind of like a towards towards reporters maybe you can be a little bit <laughs> more anxious and upsets are bound to happen kind of like what happened in the olympics listen when they introduced deuces that was that was huge <laughs> yes deuces in like the 18th century timber <laughs> i remember it like it was yesterday ah oh, yes like it was yesterday <laughs> you don't want to see tennis pre deuces but- I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do now. I bought, I bought the World Ends with You Neo, but I'm kind of not really into an RPG mood yet because let, let's just say this much: playing play Mass Effect really burned me on an RPG. Stop. I mean, that's kind of fair. Uh, yeah, I was surprised at your zeal of like, I'm just gonna do RPGs, and I'm like, I. I would die if I did like if I can't really do more than like one giant RPG a year or I just start really feeling it because it's the the nature of those games like it's all about like they're going to drip feed you plot between a lot of grinding and you got to be a very grind tolerant person to get through a lot of them. Not all of them are that way. I know that there's a couple exceptions, but by and large, especially if you're playing a lot of them back to back, you're going to start to notice a a pretty grindy trend that runs through the veins yeah, of the so, entire genre. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Let's see here. I think in like the last like m- m- two months, I think I played all of Mass Effect, <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrade. I played that, but that's really short too. I think it was like eight hours. You also watched. You also watched at least some fractions of my Kingdom Hearts playthrough. So that's some more RPG in your veins. <laughs> Oh well, I do that for fun anyway. I just throw on the you know the level one run how to mm-hmm. do playthroughs as well, just to like spite you because oh, I know man. it can be done. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. I was watching somebody stream a level one run. They were this really nice guy. They had like an, a thick Irish accent, and they yeah. got to reverse armor. And I think I never saw them play Kingdom Hearts again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was the end of the run for him. <laughs> Which reminds me, like, I know probably y- your entire idea of w- what you're going to play as of right now, besides your random roulette stuff. So I, I-, I think it's going to be Resident Evil for August, the first half of August, right? So the plan is, yes, if I... It, the next thing starts when Subnautica ends, and it's going to be Resident Evil Village. Um, I also have to get back to Deponia because it was a promised random roulette survivor. I was that say, what was the fuck good. is Deponia? <laughs> Deponia is like, it, it, yeah, it's a. I guess it's an indie. I'm not even sure if it's indie, but it is an adventure game. It's a pretty long one, and chances are, in order to make everything work, I'm just going to go like, all right. Uh, Saturdays are going to be Resident Evil Village, Wednesdays are going to be Deponia, and Thursdays are going to continue to be Random Roulette just to keep that that fresh thing in the middle flowing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then eventually we'll, we'll once we fit, taper those off, we'll move into Yachttember. Um Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I may, I may freeze Deponia and just try and push to get Resident Evil Village done if it's not finished before Yachttember so that so that the board's clear for Yakuza to happen. 
Yes, because I think you'll need it. <laughs> once, once, once September first comes that Wednesday, I'm gonna be like, "Where's the October? Come on!" <laughs> um, so that's kind Come of the. On, you promised us. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of the foreseeable plan. After September, I, I guess that's when PS5 can finally start rotating in a bit. So it'll be a little bit before that actually makes it to my streams, but. So I, I gotta ask, what what game are you going to be? wanting to stream for the ps5 your first ps5 stream. oh my god that's so hard because really that also includes a lot of ps4 library of just things that i need to play um timber you should you know a, a fun game that you should play that will get everyone involved and because it is october by the time you would play it i think you should play until dawn I can't. the The thing that would be disappointing about it is just that I have played the majority of Until Dawn. It's not a fresh experience for me like a lot of the other options would be. But I could do it as like a Halloween stream kind of thing, maybe. But yeah, you can do that on the thirtieth and do Until Dawn. You can play it all in one go because you can kill everyone. Right. <laughs> or you can play. You can play Detroit Bipu Bapu. That that's a pretty interesting game. That is a yeah. lot of. Yeah, I am actually interested in Detroit. A lot Detroit. of uh, inter- interactions, and you can get various endings. Like, people say shit about Dave Cage, but <laughs> he makes a goddamn good story game. <laughs> oh. I look forward to the sequel, Flint. Become Flint Human 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's our, another another random city that they can do? <laughs> Does it have to be in Michigan, or could we just, like, a- any... No, it could be somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, we could do the Deus Ex thing where they're just like, by the way, Montreal's in this. <laughs> um, boy, or do you I... want to play Dad of War? Dad of War. Dad of War's up there. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I haven't done an actual RPG It'll be very in interesting because... I would like to see you play a remake. It'd be very interesting to see you play a remake. Yeah, I guess the only problem with remake is that I never actually played the original, so I don't really have that basis for it. I guess what would make it interesting is, from the perspective of someone who literally did not play the first game, what is my perspective of remake? Because I'm not sure if there are that many people out there who would have that perspective. Um, Timber, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I never played 7. Yeah, see? All right. See, it comes out. The thing is, I had a parasocial experience of Final Fantasy 7 where I watched other people play through all of it. So I know Final Fantasy 7, I just didn't play it myself. And the game the actual gameplay of that game is so minimal with the exception of like a couple really tough fights that I don't know if I'm, I can honestly say I'm missing that much by not being the player of Final Fantasy VII, but the watcher, right? Like, so much of yeah, it is just like, experiencing the story. Let, let's just say this much, because, so, when I, when I was a kid, I had the, these group of friends that we all play games, and RPGs is uh, obviously one of those, 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 those things that, oh yeah, I want to play this, but I kind of don't want to play it, I want to see you play it kind of thing. yeah. Oh, that, that that's me all the time. Um, lately, I've been even having, like, um, Discord groups with my friends where it's like, hey, do you want to play a game? No. What you playing, though? <laughs> I'll watch. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, like, that's how we did Final Fantasies, because he played 7, I played 8, and then my other friend played 9. And then we'd just go over to each other's house and just watch each other play stupid things, and then we'd play, um, what, what was the Kirby game for the SNES? <laughs> yeah. I think, for me, a lot of it built out of the fact that because I was an only child growing up, I had a lot of single-player games, so if a friend came over to entertain them, it was definitely like, all right, I'm going to play a bit of this game you're going to watch, and we're going to flip off, and I'm going to watch you struggle with what I was just playing, okay? Cool. Like, that's... I didn't have, like, a lot of multiplayer games. Um, I think N64 era, I did manage to have, you know, at least multiplayer GoldenEye around. Yeah. But... You know, that, that's games that had a single player that was meaty, but also multiplayer attached. If it was just a game that's, like, primary draw, like Super Smash Brothers, is, is to be a multiplayer game, I didn't own those, because to me, they're not fun alone. And largely, I'd be playing my but, games solo. But yeah, back back to to, to Remake. Or, uh, yeah, back to Remake. I don't think, personally, unless you know the, the minor beats... Or like the major beats of the game, I don't think you'll be lost. You might. There are some winks and nods, like there are characters that are in Crisis Core that gets called out, and if you don't know who that character is in Crisis Core, then you'll be like, "Oh, I don't, I don't know who you're referencing." It's just like, "Oh, it's a random soldier guy," but there, it's obviously another character that was in Crisis Core. No worries, Ken. Referenced. I watched Final Fantasy VII Advent Children, and I actually played through an entire blockbuster rental of Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Service. So I think I know a thing or two about Final Fantasy VII. Well, what? what Advent Children, that's the funny thing that you say about Advent Children. It's only referenced near the end, and that's considered the the darkest timeline. Advent Children is? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And then Dirge. Dirge isn't even referenced until (laughs) intermission. I'm surprised that they even did, because that was such a black sheep of the the spinoff games, really. But... Well, because also because then what? Who is Yuffie gonna fight <laughs> that isn't gonna be integrated fairly majorly to the story at a, at a certain point? So of course they're gonna be like, oh yeah, we're gonna throw in the the rejects of this black sheep yeah. of the game. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know if I'm going to like the problem with Dirge of Cerberus is that that was I have I have binge amnesia for that game because I played through it in a week of blockbuster rental beat the whole thing so i don't remember what happened in it because it all happened in the span of just a few days um i got no idea like i played it because i thought vincent was really cool and he was kind of an analog to to orin which is my favorite character from final fantasy so fucking nerd (laughs) i he drinks sake he's an he's a he has sunglasses and he, he likes talking He's about stories. What's man. not to like? <laughs> I just think of that one scene from Thor, the first Thor of like Thor when he yells at at at, at Odin, saying "You're an old man and a fool" with towards Orin, because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't tell you shit until it's way too fucking late. <laughs> Well, just yeah, because, but... like, oh yeah, Jet Jet wants you to do this on your own. No, fuck, tell me. <laughs> Wouldn't it be dangerous to to explain to him a thing? <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, that's that's I'm I'm wanting to see how you take towards remake because it, it it in of itself is its own entity. I would think uh, you could once you complete it, you'll understand my statement towards that because I the original story is there and you can do what you want with it. And obviously remake follows certain beats of the similar story, but in and of itself at the end of the day is it's going to be its own thing. Okay. So I don't necessarily think you need to play the first game unless you know the major beats. Right. I honestly think, like... Unless you don't know the major beats, I should be quite clear. Unless you don't know the major beats of those games. So, like, I I don't know how Fangirl is taking towards towards what's going to happen because... See, I, I really want to talk to Kill about this because it's my theory crafting of what's going to happen in the sequel... Because I don't know how certain events are going to play now because of what happened in this first game. So, mm. a kind of uh, oops, we didn't actually do the big thing that that happens in the in the real game. Yeah, I mean they could just like you know tease us and then they'll blue ball us like what what they th- what we think they are going to do. Yes. So. It is entirely possible that the life or death of certain characters will be in the balance. <laughs> I honestly think so. Like I, I've talked to Kill about this, and like I really once you play remake, I think you'll understand. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I, really I look forward to it. it I look I forward to it. I can't. <laughs> Like once you finish remake, I'd be like, okay, yeah, I can finally talk to you about this unhinged because there's there's a lot of theory crafting of what could happen. <laughs> you know, the worst thing is it feels like an anvil was lifted from my chest with the acquisition of this PS5. I feel like I was locked out of being a, a player of video games for like half a year because I couldn't get one. So. It's it's oddly refreshing just having that, and it's it feels silly. I mean, also you could, but I mean, you could have got a Game Pass and got the same thing. I granted uh, you'll be missing certain games. I'd be missing certain like games. Game I'd be streaming it over a bit connection, so it wouldn't look as good. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of compromises with that approach that I didn't yeah. need to make. Like I didn't. I, it's not like I couldn't buy a PS5. I just they didn't want to give me one so you couldn't buy a ps5 yeah i couldn't no, you wanted to but you yeah, weren't yeah, able yeah. to <laughs> it's not that i couldn't buy a ps5 it's that i couldn't buy a ps5 <laughs> i wasn't i wasn't able to get the chance to buy a ps5 right i'm still in that circus so. with the the graphics card things but at least it's not as pressing or you can be like me and just like follow what's his name Wario 64 and be like, oh yeah, hey, they're gonna have it in store. You just gotta be there when you're there. <laughs> like Kyo's playing a sprite? Like, I, I, I went to Best Buy at 3 o'clock in the morning to get a graphics card that it ultimately wasn't even for me. <laughs> That's really awesome that you did that for a friend. Um, 
Because otherwise, I will not hear the end of it, and he'll be just salty the entire time. Like, oh man, I I really wish I could have got that graphics card. Why yeah. didn't I'm, I'm like sad because I didn't get it, and then I would have to hear it for two weeks. You know, thank- him not being like <laughs> now oh, now i, I understand I why my friend because my friend got me the ps5 and i think that's kind of the same thing where it's like i'd get into a channel it's like yeah man i just wish i could get a ps5 it sure does suck being without one of those <laughs> so he's like hey did you want this i think i think it sounded maybe like you wanted this i don't know i, I kind of just don't want to deal with that for three weeks at a time <laughs> as you can tell Barry, we we have nothing to say. <laughs> oh, there's there's plenty to to say. Um, I I I I played um, I played Cruelty Squad some more. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> uh, I've shown it to a couple additional friends because it's become it's become this new sport for me to showcase cruelty squad for people to get their first impressions which is always just and so i was like yeah i like this game and then they'll they'll watch it's like hmm and i can just kind of see this like odd grimace on their face as they're trying to consume this content that they clearly do not like at all uh and i'm just like yeah yeah it's real good like and i'm not even like being ironic or facetious with that statement it is good but at face value, it looks like shit, and I, I recognize that, and I think it's amazing to, to try and get people to um, to have to get past that initial hurdle of shock that the game gives you in the first, uh, I don't know, 10 to 15 minutes of gameplay. Uh, after which point you start going, hmm, actually that's an interesting game mechanic, or wait, you can get that flashlight, or oh, you can see in the dark when you use the blood-red visor of death that makes everything look awful? Nice. Uh, like, mechanically, it's interesting. It's just, it, it's, it does it... It's uh, going against itself in just about every regard, except for the gameplay. It's visually not pleasing. That's, yeah, it that's is deliberately... <laughs> it is deliberately visually chaotic. Um... To the point that that is in itself something that would drive people away. It's it's almost like a, a deterrent <laughs> to to certain kinds of people. It's like, all right, if you're the kind deterrent. of person who <laughs> if you're the kind of person who can't stomach that, you're probably better off not playing this. I respect that. Get out of here right now because you'll you'll be getting into deeper shit later. Um, but I don't know. It's been fun. There, there's definitely some depth to it. It's also something that I've just kind of been popping into for like an hour every few days. So it's not like a, it's not a Subnautica or a Final Fantasy VII remake or like an a, a blast your socks off game for me. It's it's just I recognize that it's fun. I recognize that I enjoy it, and it's something I can pop into quick in and out sort of thing. Yeah. To answer your question, Barry, even though technically it wasn't a listener question, um. Burial at Sea Part 2 is going to happen one day. I just need to finish this insane video about Tropico and the Cuban Missile Crisis first. <laughs> uh, oh, the Cuban Missile Crisis? How I, I know a lot of things about that. Yeah. <laughs> 
how instead of you know the the ICBM missiles that we got rid of in the in Europe, it, the Russians just wanted this guy named Sokolov. Oh yeah, yeah. Sokolov was actually like when I was doing my research, like that was one of the deepest things. Like, like Sokolov didn't even do anything wrong. Uh, he he was really he was really trying his best to 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 bring the world to to a new order. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Which uh, this this another video I would love to see you uh, try and do. I would love to see how you would take Final Fantasy VII remake. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm interested in doing all of these videos. I just need to make sure that when I'm writing up the scripts for them, it actually, like, comes out as some kind of cohesive unit with a point. Or Detroit Bibu Bapu, because I'm pretty sure no one's writing stuff about that. Uh, you'd be surprised. Probably not now, but I think when, when Detroit Become Human came out, like, there there was probably no end of people trying to do, like, psych analysis or... Or even just like societal analysis of what it was trying to allude to with some of its kind of cagey commentary. But is that a pun because of David Cage? Of course. <laughs> let's see. Let's 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 take a, a a quick peek here. The only one that I see is. Uh, the one by Mother Basement, who's mostly an anime person, talking he about does, civil rights he, attorneys. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw that video, but let's see. Detroit, become human. Usually with these things, I'll type essay. It's one of the best ways to bring up, like, kind of deeper discussion about a thing. It looks like, yeah, so Downward Thrust did a video on it. Writing on Games did a video on it. I don't know who Luke, Luke Stevens is, but he did a video on it. So, like... It exists. <laughs> Writing on games. It's amazing for all the wrong reasons. I kind of agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he really likes having, like, very angsty titles for his videos, too. I like his stuff, but it does get... Um, a lot of times he leans towards the critical end, where it's like... A lot of people say this game is, is, is wonderful. It's a piece of shit. Okay. Awesome. Here's why, and then it's just like 15 minutes of fucking destroying it, um, which is fine. But I, I, rem I, I used to be a lot more critical with the stuff that I was putting out there, and I, I realized more recently that I kind of just hate weighing in on the quality of things. It's one of the reasons why I don't really call what I'm making these days anymore a review, because I would mm. rather just say, this was my experience with the game, here's what I thought was fun and funny, Here's something that might be annoying. Here's something that was cool. Decide. You know, here you go. You, you watched an hour of me, like, basically abridging the shit out of this. Did any of that seem good to you? If so, then it's a good game to you. If it seemed like shit to you, then it's shit to you. Like, I don't have to say it. Um, it should speak for itself if I did it right. Yes. <laughs> I think... I hate to say it, but I think it's safe to move to listener questions. I don't really have a whole lot else that I happened. I was going to say, speaking speaking of controversial things of the times, are you watching the Olympics? I only followed the um, the swimming, where a um, one of the swimming girls who got the gold 
was like half an entire pool length ahead of everybody the the next uh <laughs> the next swimming fish of the olympics you see the, the the picture that's going around of the canadian swimmer who like broke a world record but because she she didn't have her contacts in or her glasses in while swimming she couldn't see the the time and she was like squinting kind of like you know i see that yeah i see the, the meme <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome <laughs> The so thing is, I know that would totally be... There's only a couple... Oh, sorry? There's only a couple of uh, sports that I'm actually paying attention to, so I'm only paying attention to the golf, which is which is really good because one of the guys is a USA person that won, and a, a, a Slavic person got silver, and it was really funny because you, you think of golf and you don't think of Slavic people. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, so it, it was really funny for that to happen, and the the female is the 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 women's golf is going to happen tomorrow, as of right now, as we are filming. So by the time this is up, it should already pass. But I find it. I'm only paying I, attention to that, so and then the volleyball. I would to like to know: Do you just have an express interest in golf, or was your interest in the Olympic golf largely spurred by Mario Golf? No. Um, uh, you, you never know this. <laughs> I, I thought I talked about this in the past. I, I was in inspire. I was an inspiring, aspiring PGA pro. Oh, and then I fucked up my knee, and then. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't think I ever so heard the that story. Was That's really cool. Not happen. <laughs> yeah, no, I've uh, I played around the same time that Michelle Wee was really active in the high school scene for for Hawaii. So I was in that same generation of grouping for young golfers there's a there's another young golfer that's that used to be in the pga tour his name was tad fujikawa me and him we were in the same circle of grouping so whenever he's in a tournament i just assumed that i would lose <laughs> <laughs> that's fair i had the same thing with um tennis back in high school where there were um there was one of the kids who was like basically on track for Olympics and every so often they'd be like, all right, uh, Tibber Taff, you're up for, uh, for solo tennis against, uh, Paul. I go, Oh no, no, not Paul. All right. Time to take a loss. <laughs> he's going <laughs> to like half the time he's going to spike the immediate ACE and I'm just done. The other times I'll manage to hit it back to him at which point he will strike it on the other edge of the court perfectly in to where it's like unless just like yeah unless i was usain bolt i'm not getting that nice very accurately on a certain point of the, the court yeah i just feel like okay man <laughs> i get it yeah like, i get it you're you're lincoln i'm ganondorf from, uh, i understand <laughs> i came from a golfing family so my even my sister my older sister she was she she was in the LPGA at a certain point of time, and she was the one of the first female golfers in Hawaii to bring that team to nationals. So if you just look up that in a certain point of time, then you would know who my sister is. To the point that everyone in the local golf community here in Hawaii knows of my sister. If you've been relevant within 10 years you know of my sister. Awesome. So when I used to go up and play, everyone's like, oh, so you're going to be like your sister, huh? Like, oh, <laughs> oh, no, that's the worst. <laughs> it's like, 
All right, and now Ken is going to be living up to the family name. Right, Ken? The family name. <laughs> yes, yes, no. That, uh, that was the, that was an amazing, amazing time. And I, I used to, when I played against my sister, because my older sister, um, she's 18 years older than me, so she's like my second mom. So, like, it's very interesting to play against her because she can play in the men's pro tees and go stroke for stroke for (laughs) certain people. It's really funny because I remember we were in a tournament together and these, they, they were of Howley descent, of Caucasian descent. They don't know who my sister is. So they said to her, why don't you play at the women's tee? Because, you know, it'll give us chance. And she smoked a ball close to 380 yards from the women's tee and almost got in on eagle. <laughs> oh, my God. Just all the way. Almost. And the guy was like, oh, yeah, I guess he can play with us in the back tee. <laughs> uh, okay, but just this once. Yeah. <laughs> It's just really funny because, like, also, like, there are certain times, like, people would hit into us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole golf courtesy is if you know that you're going to hit into someone, usually just freaking wait. And this person just hit into us, like, three different times. And the last time, my, my sister was, like, putting her arms up, like, hey, you know, we're here. Say something. Like, just kind of be aware of our 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 surroundings kind of here and then the guy hit into us again she picked up her her eight eight iron hit it back right next (laughs) and that shut him up for a while but yeah no that's the thing with golf and for for my family so there, there's a, a lot of things ro- used to be riding on that, and I, yeah, I actually, back back then I was really gonna probably become a pro if I didn't fuck up my knee. So, if I, I would have been living a different life, <laughs> yeah, I might have done like competitive swimming for a few years longer if the coach I got wasn't Michael Phelps's coach, but. Uh, it was, and uh, <laughs> it was way too hard. <laughs> I enjoyed the swimming, but uh, they they demanded basically every day wake up at, I think, 6 in the morning, go over there, swim for two hours, then go to school, do school, get out at 4, go back, swim for two hours. It was four hours of swimming every day. Um, oh, man. When I when I used to work at the golf course, that that's another thing too. I used to work at the golf course. I would I would do my morning shift, and that starts at five a.m. End at two, then go play. Play eighteen holes, and then then putt around. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great day, and I would specifically call for morning shifts just to do that. Yeah, it's like the. The four hours, like swimming, was enjoyable for me. But there is a the thing with swimming is that it is so um, physically demanding that you know oh, after yeah. after no, four I, hours I, of swimming, I, it's just I like understand. I would just collapse. At least yeah, no. at least after swimming like that, I could eat like a whole like um, casserole dish of lasagna and 
not gain any weight. <laughs> but yeah, if you're if you're an amateur, you're you're walking the whole fucking way. <laughs> you're walking eighteen holes. Like, oh no, that's, that's always fun. Oh god. That's why when I when I blew my my knee out, yeah, that's, there was no way you can't. Um, per rules, you can't be like carted around or things like that. So you would have to walk. There are like things that you could have to help your knee to go and walk, but it affected my swing so much that I'm just like, I can't, I can't. Yeah, the leg is a pretty I, big I part of doing the swings, play. right? Uh, it's mostly your hip. Your most. Yeah, it's mostly there. the. But your power it re- relies on your your legs and your knees to to stabilize everything. I was never very good at making the ball go where I wanted, but I did do a lot of driving range back when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. No, I used to do that all the time. There's a driving range like fifteen minutes away from my house, and we used to just go almost every day. <laughs> But yeah, going down memory lane was very nice. But Olympics, yeah, so- Sonic was in there. <laughs> Sonic, Mario, Muriel. yeah. He's like, oh no, a birdie. <laughs> or I guess it would be a birdie. oh no, a bogey. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, going on to Pazor's questions here is uh, Barry, I believe, and he puts now that skateboarding is an Olympic sport. When do we? When will you think esports will be a part of the Olympic? Technically, it is. It was in the trials runs for this year's Olympics, so. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. I also don't know if like a lot of people. I'm not sure how much they care about esports being included on the Olympic level, since it already is pretty well recognized outside the olympic circle is almost like a big middle finger to the fact that it wasn't acknowledged sooner when you had stuff like i'm but pretty timber, sure but timber you can get your own recycled phone medal from the tokyo olympics wouldn't you want that it's gold and they already have chess in the olympics not anymore <laughs> oh did they do away with it yeah Let's see here. Olympic sports. Good old Wikipedia. Forty-first World Chess Olympiad. Yeah, that's... So, I believe esports was in the trial for it. For this year's, past year's one, so... Hmm. I mean, all it'll take is a little bit more direct VR implementation. And when you can play <laughs> Overwatch in full VR, you will have Olympic esports. Full body Olympic esports. Yeah, but then and then everyone's just gonna play Sombra and then just get hacked. <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, it'd be a pretty good sport. Just being like, all right, take these VR helmets. It's a one to one rate uh, run walk ratio. Now, traverse the entirety of World of Warcraft, cross country, go. <laughs> It takes like an hour just to move in that virtually. I get tired watching my character run, let alone like... But Timber, but Timber, Timber. China is going to get that event to the T, though. (laughs) (laughs) I can can work off my weight and I could get all this gold all at once. (laughs) All at once. (laughs) So the the thing is with the the esports stuff, it is... 
it's something that is very interesting and would be very difficult to do at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I think mostly because patches are a thing. Yes. This would have been easier to do in the 90s in a pre-games-as-a-service world where you bought a game and that was the game you owned. But these days, it's just like, how do you even... There would have to be so much coordination to just be like, all right, it's a month before the Olympics. You are not allowed to patch this game until after the Olympics, understood? Or it would have to be a, a certain patch of the game that is this specific one or that like for example if it was overwatch they would have to go to blizzard and say hey you have to give us patch 4.378 for the olympic games and make sure that any olympia that is going to train for that is only being able to play patch (laughs) 4.38 like deliberately isolate their ips and go do not push an update to this client (laughs) Oh boy, yeah. that would be. Or rough. you know, like how they have that um, their their what what what's that that trial test server, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, yeah. Basically, they just have an Olympic server. I think that's. I th- honestly, I think that's what they would do. They just have a dedicated Olympic server or Olympic matchmaking for the event that specifically creates a kind of uses a custom build for that purpose. Yeah. And I also think uh, speed speedrunning would probably be one of them, but it would also be a specific game. Yeah, I think. Like I think, I think. Uh, what what's that? Mario Maker, the, the 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 ones that you have to do the trials. I think that would be a good aptitude of like, oh okay, you just need to remember certain parts and just the timing of certain jumps. I think that would be a interesting take of of that and it's kind of like what nintendo was doing right alternatively we go for the tone deaf hey gamers uh here's a random game whoever makes it through the furthest without dying gets the gold medal for the olympics yes we'll get the gold medal for dark souls <laughs> gold medal for bubsy oh, you 3D. died at the Just... first boss oh i guess no one's getting the gold this year oh no uh, what if it's just like the most backwater game though? If it's like, all right, Earthworm Jim Olympics 2021. <laughs> no, it'd be ET for the Atari 2600. No. <laughs> They'd be like, whoever can throw the the ET cartridges into a burning cess pit in the center of the arena, the fastest will win the gold medal. <laughs> or be like, I like. Another thing for that too, it'd be it'd be very difficult to choose specific games from that unless it doesn't have a patch. Like for example, like Evo Evo is one of a, a an amazing thing too. Like if Evo could be recognized as the Olympic thing for esports, that'd be very interesting there. You got that already. Yeah. I'm just trying to, like, I d- like it's it's fine. I'm okay with it. But what's the functional reason why it would matter if it's validated as an Olympic thing or not? Like, 
I guess so that you because can tell your parents you can, now you you're... can go to your parents and say, yeah. I am practicing for an Olympic sport. I am when, going to the Olympics. Yeah. You're, you're... I guess so. <laughs> you can validate yourself by saying, you know, mom, all those years that I was playing, playing Mario, I, I, I'll, I got an Olympic medal for Mario. <laughs> yeah. Ma, listen, this Kingdom Hearts level one run is for the Olympics. I will be like Hercules, and uh, and and then there we go. And, and the mom can't even argue against this ridiculous conversation because it's true. See, see, okay, here I'm looking at the the Olympic game recognition. <laughs> so it it would be games that are virtual or augmented reality or sports simulated games. So it'd be like Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo, I understand because you can't really patch how fast a fucking car can go. Unless oh, you got surprised. a new year car. <laughs> <laughs> and then pro, pro eSports baseball, that's understandable because you can't really patch someone after the year is done. Why would there be a thing for... what? Like, why eSports baseball if you could just baseball i don't know because timber it's easier to push x than to throw a fastball <laughs> then what but it doesn't need to uh, it doesn't have to be in the olympics then just because it's easier like i don't know i i i would find it most validating to have the olympics include some esport things that are you know not already in the olympics like a digital sport isn't any more of a sport than Overwatch. Like, the premise that they're drawing these odd lines in between it is strange to me. I wish that they'd just be like, yeah, you know, if it's a game and so, there's a competitive like, element like a to it. A lot of people are saying, putting in, in Gran Turismo, and it says that. And that apparently there is talks that it's going to be in it again for the 2024, for the Paris one. I think Gran Turismo's fine. That one's... It kind of makes sense. It's also a lot more tenable for them to have a eSport racing Olympic thing than to literally be like, and I mean, they also... Already have the Grand, they have the Gran Turismo League, which is really interesting for that circle of of people that are interested in that. Hmm. Okay. They, they, they do it almost weekly on the PlayStation YouTube channel. Right. So. But I also think it's more achievable for them, and forgive me for my ignorance if I'm incorrect about this, but they probably don't just have, like, a, a vehicle racetrack for the Olympics where they actually do the real cars for the Olympics. I thought that's what triathlons for. <laughs> <laughs> First, you go for a run, then a bike ride, then... You take, you go for a then swim, you and you your hop into your 2017 DeLorean. Ma yeah. Mazda <laughs> <laughs> Drive all the way to Bucharest, and then <laughs> take the plane back. Go deliver tofu on this top of this hill, and then... <laughs> oh, my God. So, I, I don't know. It looks like Gran Turismo is probably it, that, that it's going to be a game. Obviously, I would see fighting games... Or things like Definitely. that. Definitely. So. If they could validate Evo, if they could validate competitive sports, esports, and if they could validate speedruns, that would kind of be like the the representation there, I think, if they could get all three of those in there. But that's yeah. long tail. 
Yeah. But, I mean, once again, it's being considered for Paris, so we'll see. All right. Well, again. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I like the things that it says. The, organi- the, 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 commi- the committee was in discussions to have it again, citing the need to connect to the Olympics to a younger generation. <laughs> <laughs> the generation that's coming. They don't like sports. How do we get them invested? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like there's there's things like obviously that you could do because I don't know. Does does CS:GO have lots of patches? I'd imagine this is my ignorance. For, for uh, it's okay. For, for I that. I also am ignorant on it because I just don't follow Counter Strike. I would imagine so. In the same fashion that Warzone patches every week because it has to rebalance the weapons and also just to keep things interesting, make sure that the meta isn't stale, they would do a similar thing with um, with Counter-Strike where it's just like, let's rebalance the weapons a little bit so that it's not always the... You know, the top players aren't always going, okay, I'm going to get the, the M16 with the, the Deagle in my left pocket, grab these flashbangs, because these are always 100% the most effective thing in every situation. Like, you don't want every match to to get kid out the yeah, same way. So. Imagine, imagine if they have fucking Call of Duty as an Olympic sports game, and then just because the fucking zone, the starting zone is in a bad area, you're fucked. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> no, it ends in promenade? Fuck my life! Oh, and no. Like, but like, yeah, we should go towards the cemetery, and then just so happens, like, the, 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 the zone closes, like, fucking 20 miles away or some <laughs> shit like that. Or it, it closes in probably the weirdest place. Like, imagine closing on Dam and then just, like, people cheesing on the gondolas during the Olympic yeah. finals. Where it's like, this yeah. never happens. <laughs> never. And they would have to be very stringent of aimbots, too, which is really... Or they just play on console. I mean... That, what, that's another another song. I mean, they would just do it there. in... I mean, it's the Olympics. They'd be there in person on computers that were provided by the by the thing. And they would probably just fill it with, you know, the whole lobby is just the Olympic players. Yeah. Well, another game that they brought up that they possibly might do that I would like to see is Rocket League. Because that would there, be good. there's no God Screen Earth. You could do that in person. And yeah, yeah. That's a... <laughs> uh, inspired by Rocket League, the Olympics is now bringing a new sport. Uh, it's uh, you drive cars with, with rocket propelled engines into a giant soccer ball. And just hope that you don't die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited so, to yeah, see where that, it goes. That... <laughs> There's there's another things like everyone wants to put MOBAs in there and I'm just like MOBAs is very difficult to do as well. Same for shooters. Like it would have to be its own server on a specific patch. Well, I hey, I mean, maybe the Olympics can be the progenitor for telling people, hey, maybe it wasn't such a good idea to get rid of server browsers and self-hosted servers for video games. Maybe matchmaking <laughs> wasn't the way. But you know the the thing is with that it's 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 very difficult to cooperate with these these video game companies because obviously they would want to cut of certain things because obviously what if one year like fucking Dota's in it and then Dota doesn't play nice and they're like ah let's put League instead 
Or if it so happens to be in another Asian country, let's put Pokemon Unite for no strange fucking reason. Uh, yes, the weird Pokemon minigame in RuneScape is now an Olympic sport. Yeah, or be like, hey, we're going to play Virtual Fighter 4, but Virtual Fighter 4 in the Yakuza 7. So, <laughs> good luck, you guys. You're going to have to play Because that Don- game ain't yeah. getting patched. <laughs> the Olympic sport is Donkey Kong 64, specifically playing Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong 64. The virtualization or playing, of the you know, Super, Super Mario Brothers, but not playing Super Mario Brothers on any emulation. We're going to play it through Animal Crossing for the GameCube. I just, I just realized the inception levels of crazy that was happening the last time I played Donkey Kong 64, where I was playing Donkey Kong 64 on my PC, where it was being emulated in an N64 emulator while playing Donkey Kong emulated in an N64, Donkey Kong 64 game in a Nintendo 64 emulator on my PC. So maybe maybe this is how they're going to do it. <laughs> they're going to play a version of a game that's in another game yeah, because they know be that that specific game isn't going to get patched. <laughs> there. Solved. You guys can play Virtual Fighter 4 because it's available on Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Virtual Fighter 4 Yakuza edition. That's the only one permitted to Yeah, that's... <laughs> Ain't getting patched because no one's gonna fucking patch that game. Oh man. I mean, that's how they do it for speedrunning. For like, oh, one, one of the classic. What, what, what's that? Um, one of the classic Namco games is, or Sega games is in there. And the, the speedrunning charts had to make a separate chart because it's per Yakuza game. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's also, I mean, speedrunning does this all the time where it's just like, all right, we had this really cool bug with a super awesome fast time. And then the developer's like, and we patched it. And they go, okay, these are patch 1.31 runs (laughs) and 1.32 runs go in this bucket over here. Yeah, so, I don't know. But that's our long-winded explanation of why we think yes, <laughs> it's going to be part of the Olympics. Yes. Mary, I hopefully think that you stuck around for that. Yeah. Or I think that was very uh, enlightening let, for let, everyone let, involved. Um, addendum, Alpaca Staka is getting speed runs. I just figured you should know. What about, <laughs> what about Idol Manager? Is that going to get a speed run? See, the thing is, with a game like that, they usually, management games usually don't get any speedrunning love. Even RTSs, it's kind of you gotta be the first. (laughs) You gotta be the first. Yeah, like, I was disappointed. I was like, man, no one did Tropico speedruns? Like, I'd love to see somebody be the perfect island dictator in the minimum amount of time. But, uh, (laughs) alas. I think because the investment of how fast you can get stuff up... Yeah, it's and a lot the, of the randomness of what problems could happen. Yeah, and also the fact that a lot of it's just like, all right, we're gonna build three construction offices so that we could build things at maximum speed, and hopefully, an earthquake doesn't happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, this has been the the podcast, guys. Um, 
Where can we find you, Timber? <laughs> Are you doing anything? Am I doing anything? Uh, yes, I am. I am streaming on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Right now, on Wednesdays, I am playing Subnautica. On Thursdays, I am playing the logical journey of the zoom beanies and on saturday i am playing more subnautica i hope to be done with subnautica soon youtube.com slash timber tapped is where you can find me for all my youtube stuff uh right now i'm working on a video for tropico hopefully i'll finish it if i don't i'll explain myself um <laughs> and other than that there's a majora's mask video there and an outer wilds video there that are both recent and good and you should watch them uh, find me on twitter.com slash if you want to know about my schedule and random shit I find on the internet that I retweet. What about you, Ken? You can find me on my Japanese music-based podcast called Ongaku to You, and you can check it out on looking up t- on Twitter and Instagram on all the social media sites. If you want to see what I talk about on the Japanese music industry, can look that up on ongakudu.com. There should be an interview with the lovely Ballistic Boys from Exile Tribe. That was actually a pretty big get for us because they are a pop vocal unit group that is on the rise. So I hopefully, if you guys can, take a look at that. Awesome. Barry, if you're slightly interested. <laughs> the Ballistic Boys? Yeah, it's ballistic, but instead of with a C, it's with a K, and instead of a S, it's a Z. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All that's missing is the zero in the uh, in the O. Yeah. And then like I for you know the the uh, the one for eyes or something. <laughs> <laughs> ballistic boys. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh yes, man, yes. that's awesome. Though. They were very interesting to to interview. So. <laughs> I, I love the answer to one of them because so we answer we ask this question to every single group that we interview is um, so anime is very int- is a very integral part of introducing Westerners to J-pop or J- or Japanese music. Do you guys watch anime at all? One of the seven members said no, I don't watch anime, and I'm like, dude, why'd you answer me? You could have asked anyone else to, to answer me and give me an answer for that. Yeah, it could have been like, hey, do you, do any of you do the anime thing? It's like, I do not. Specifically me. Nope. Yeah. And then we, we talked about video games in one of the questions, and like one of them talked into the third person, and it was like absolutely amazing. <laughs> they were like, I, blah, 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 love video games. I am currently playing Apex Legends. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay, I know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the good old DK. Okay. Oh boy. But yeah, you can follow me personally on Twitter at otyken1, where I talk about Bang Dream, Ina Iba, Roboco, Herobo, and more Ina Iba. And if you want to see my antics of what my daughter is doing, I guess uh, I don't know. I-, I talked to her last week, and then she saw a mini version of herself because we're doing FaceTime. Oh. And she was more interested on the mini version of her than talking <laughs> to me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like, oh, it's me. And she's like, ah. Oh. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, this new generation, they're all they're all about themselves. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just like, I'm like, I don't even know what to do. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I want to say thank you for 
listening to us ramble for about an hour and a half on the Potosaurus here. I'm a rambling dinosaur. You you knew what you were signing up for yeah, when sorry, you we went out of the Potosaurus. <laughs> Let's be real. Sorry, we couldn't get Captain K. We wanted to get Captain. I didn't try yet. It'll happen. It will happen. It has to be another episode where just not when Kill's not on. <laughs> yeah, we just. Oh man, guys, thank you so much. Um, have a good one. We'll see you at the next Fortnite when we do this. Fortnite, we're gonna play Fortnite. People always say, "Do you Fort it, it, twice a month is fortnightly?" That's what we do. That's what we do here. Timber, you're such a boomer. We fort. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>